The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. had a fantastic holiday break. I know I did. I'm here with Patrick and Tyler from Talking Backwards. We're coming off of our hiatus, coming hot into season two. Real hot. Patrick, what happened in the month we were I, Man, let me tell you, there were a couple big things that happened uh, in the world of Twin Peaks while we were absent. One was the release of the 21-disc box set known as Twin Peaks from Z to A. If you notice, that is the alphabet backwards. Uh, did you guys get this box set? Uh, in the in the month away, I did not. I also did not. Well, Santa Claus brought me the from Z to A, and I have been lost in it for the past <laughs> two weeks. It's a thick box. Uh, that is that's a lot. It of has turned it has turned my world upside down. There's a lot of stuff, and I saw a lot of uh, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement about it because there's 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 more unreleased content. But uh, at the same time, I d- I did see a little bit. Uh, on Reddit and a little bit on Twitter, some people are like, oh, well, why do we need this? You know, I've already bought uh, the box set that came out right before the return, and then those people ended up buying the return Blu-ray, and there is additional stuff, a lot more stuff in addition to that. Um, and I could see their frustration, but for me, I never owned any of those previous box sets. I only had the return Blu-ray, so for me, this was this was a get. This was a big win, you know, to have everything that's been released. And, I, and I'm going to say so far, because obviously... Over the last several months, there's been plenty of rumors about will there be more, and who knows. Definitely. And the other, the other big thing that happened while we were off the airwaves was the the big announcement of the Twin Peaks 30th anniversary celebration, which takes place in April at Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee. A lot of the original cast um, will be on hand for that. It sounds like a crazy time. Tickets are on sale. I've heard rumors about one day tickets. Hopefully, that will come true i've also um, heard rumors about talking backwards receiving a possible nomination for showing up and covering the event they are they're going to nominate us for a twinsy i think we were up for uh, best new podcast you know there's a there's a ton of twin peaks podcasts out there um, but as we are the newest and, and we, we're the only applicant and therefore yes. yeah and we're also the best <laughs> therefore we win by default so if you yeah. want to hear about this event on our podcast please at visit graceland hit them up and tell them you want us there. Yeah, bug Graceland. Say, get talking backwards at this event. What are you doing? Call Elvis. <laughs> Call little Elvis. Give him a bath. <laughs> Offer to give little Elvis a bath if yeah. talking backwards yeah. gets a booth. I'll get a banner. Yeah. I'll order a banner. So be sure to head over to uh, the Graceland website for more details on that event. Uh, the other big thing that happened while we were away is we announced a pretty sweet contest uh, in conjunction with Mint Plus Plus mm-hmm. for their incredible enamel pins. Uh, these enamel pins, three separate pins, one of Agent Cooper lying on the floor, a bloody mess. The other one is of the giant 
and the third one is of the waiter. This is obviously the very first scene of the first episode of season two that we're actually about to talk about on this episode. We promised you all that we would reveal a winner in this episode because the contest ended last night, and that's actually what we're going to do. So what you're going to want to do is uh, listen to the sounds of this episode. Uh, When you hear the sound of an owl Mm -hmm. hooting, this sound right here, when you hear this sound, it will be followed by the announcement of the winner. We're going to be contacting the winner later today, and we'll announce it on our social media in a few days. These are great licking pins, and there's a winner, and it might be you. We hope everyone had a, a great holiday, and we're very excited um, to watch season two with you. If you're a first-time watcher, thanks for joining us. You're just like Tyler here. And if you're re-watching with us, we're, we're happy to have you. Um, thanks to everyone for... Uh, listening to our season one extremely happy to have you along for the ride uh, thanks for everybody who is with us for episode one and everybody who's stuck with us since then any newcomers please tell your friends let people know that we're out there and let's get to graceland uh, real quick about graceland i have a special spiritual connection with it because that's where i had the most rock and roll moment of my life crying at elvis's grave okay wow. you're just you're standing there looking at it and then suspicious minds kicks in on the headphones john stamos has been narrating your entire journey and it's just, it hit different. I'm sure. It it started to just, it's just started to mist rain right I at that moment. I thought you were just standing there. No, there was a lot happening. Okay. There was, it's a, really a situation you, you have to unpack. There was a lot going on. just walked on. up to the grave yeah. and looked at it and just started crying. I mean, I would have. Well, you could tell that like, he was having a hard time getting through it, and he, he started to break up a little bit, and then I started to break up a little bit. Man, have mercy. <laughs> All right, well, here is uh, May the Giant Be With You on Talking Backwards. Season 2. backwards we're on season two we're there we made it how did we get here i don't know <laughs> i led you here <laughs> Prime Spartacus. we still oh, have tyler man. yeah he hasn't jumped ship yet he he thought about it <laughs> several times one time in particular yeah, if you're placing bets out there anyone listening uh you know we'd love to hear your thoughts on when he's going to jump will it be this episode <laughs> Yeah, just give us an episode number. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't give us any plot points and a time frame. Give us a scene. Yeah. <laughs> give us a timestamp. Give us specific. Nobody's gonna guess <laughs> which one put me shit. on the edge in this episode. <laughs> but I'll put it in my opening remarks, as you All right. should. Are we gonna start with opening remarks? Yes, I'm Patrick Mahan. I get an introduction. Yeah, that's <laughs> hey usually everybody. when we do it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm Dave Jackson. I'm joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Who the fuck is Gersten? (laughs) 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 Yup. So, (laughs) this episode... There's another Hayward sister. (laughs) Three Hayward sisters. Okay, we get a lot that was (laughs) just... Acted like it wasn't a thing, and now it is a thing. Yep. That's what this episode is. It's just saying season two is not season one, and here we go. It's true. That's actually a great way to put it. Yeah. It's so much so. Season two is not season one, as much as the end of season one was not the beginning of it. Season one, however, was definitely season one. Yes. 
For sure. It it did change it. I feel like going forward, maybe maybe season three won't even be season one. It might not even be season two. I agree. That's fair. Yeah. Definitely fair. That's an observation. This one picks right up where season one left off with all of the cliffhangers still hanging. And none of those really <laughs> get explored this episode. <laughs> Everything that was left hanging on a cliff stays hanging on a cliff through the entirety of this episode. We just get more to think about and more that wasn't there before. Right. So uh, that's that's my opening thought on what we're getting into now. Yeah. We're still in the Great Northern Room 315. Major Cooper's been shot. He's lying on the floor. Um, bleeding. Bloody mess. And, um, getting it all over the yeah, rug. Um, so just to backtrack a little bit, he had gotten home from a night uh, of undercover work with the Bookhouse Boys at, at One-Eyed Jack's. Uh, got back to his room. He received a phone call. It was sort of, sort of a weird call. We weren't really sure who he was talking to when all of a sudden we heard Andy's voice uh, telling him about uh, Leo had been shot. However, Cooper doesn't get this information. He doesn't hear it because there's a knock at the door. He goes to the door, gets popped three times, and <laughs> there we are. Uh, he thought it was room service. He told he told whoever was on the phone that he was getting room service. Yes. Um, yeah, he got contacted a lot that night. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, he, yeah. He has a note on the floor. Yep. Says to my special agent, then gets a phone call, then yep. gets a knock on the door. Yep. And con- my, my man's just trying to go to bed. Yep. And a continuity er- error there, too, where it just said Agent Cooper on the note from, right. from the season two to from the finale. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so he's laying there, and then he gets room service. This scene is the best. <laughs> is the best. Uh, a waiter it comes. It gave in. me so much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know. It does like, leave what, me speechless. What the what what? It's if if nothing else, this opening scene is just as Twin Peaks as it gets. Yeah, pure lunch. This senile old waiter comes in to bring Coop his warm milk, mm-hmm. and just pretty much ignores the fact that he's been shot. Yeah, seems to have no perception of the scene around him. Right. Cooper's lying on the floor, bleeding out, and all this guy cares about is dropping off this milk for him and getting him to sign the check. Yep, which does include gratuity. Yep, so that's good. I don't know if you guys caught too another. Uh, it's. I mean, I guess it was an error. I don't know that it really matters, but his pin wasn't open when he signed it. He's just... <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah, his pin is not open when he signs it. That, so for me, there's so much great comedy here. Obviously, this is a this is a comedy mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Uh, but Coop, even, who's been mm-hmm. shot, but he thinks to ask about the gratuity. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> so great. That um, is great. And even, like, pointing that out now that the pen wasn't even open... Both yep. of these guys are not of their right mind right now. Right, clearly. Coop says a lot of good things. What does he say about the fear uh, in the mind or something like yeah, that? It's like being shot isn't so bad if you can uh, displace keep, the fear from your mind. Keep the fear from your mind. Yeah. from your mind. That was a reference to Dune because, uh, you know, Kyle McLaughlin worked on that. Or he was on that movie that David Lynch directed, and uh, he repeats the phrase, I, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. I think that was just a subtle like nod to a quote there, yeah. from Dune. For all the Dune fans listening. All you Dunies. <laughs> yep. As they're called. Um, 
I do. So let's talk about the waiter for for a minute. Uh, played by Hank Warden, mm-hmm. uh, who is n- mostly known for a bunch of westerns, uh, old films that he appeared in. Uh, several, apparently. I think it's most notable that he was in one called One Eyed Jacks. I don't get it. <laughs> right over your head. Um, and he also uh, one of his famous quotes from all the movies that he appeared in was "Thank you kindly," mm-hmm. which. He says in this scene, um, mm-hmm, right. obviously not knowing this information. I didn't know this information before seeing this scene, but having learned this information after and, and actually seeing uh, clips of him, I actually highly recommend uh, if you go look up Hank Warden on YouTube, there's I think there's like a 10 minute compilation of just scenes of his from the movie <laughs> where he says he says that a bunch. It's not all just that, just the best uh, real, but so. to see him younger and just just like this guy is so goofy uh, and lovable. He's one of those guys I can't imagine young. Right. Well, he does. He looks, honestly, he looks the same. He looks like he's always been. Yeah, pretty much. This hobbly old man. Yeah. Um, but he's great. Uh, I, I tried to find out. I, I assumed Lynch is a fan of those movies, and that's how he was casted. And I couldn't really find. I'm sure it exists in probably some Twin Peaks you know, book somewhere, like not an official canon book, but something about the show where maybe it says how he got casted, but I couldn't find anything really just because I wanted more information on that, just how this came to be. <laughs> but I couldn't figure couldn't figure it out. Anything else about the waiter? Uh, he just kind of warns him that the milk will get cool. Yeah. He doesn't get after it. Uh, says he's heard about him. I don't know if that says it I twice. i heard about you. <laughs> no, I'm not sure if that really comes into play, but yeah, he says... I heard about you. Gives him a thumbs up slowly. And a funny <laughs> wink. <laughs> and a, a purposeful does, wink. I don't think he does the wink until he comes back. Yeah, he comes back, yeah. yeah. It's just so funny. The but the thumb the coop thumbs up, <laughs> the cl- like giving him the classic coop thumbs up is just a great touch. But mm. yeah, the fact that he leaves That kind of made think me think like is this supposed to be like coop when he's like really old <laughs> or something? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how your mind will come up with theories like that. You mean correct, correct notions theories. about yes, the yes, show? Yes, yes, correct <laughs> notions. Spot on <laughs> predictions. <laughs> yeah, so he comes back. And they do the thing again. Does he come back? He comes back twice. Yes. Yeah. 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 This it's so this scene funny. goes on forever. Man, the longer it goes, the funnier it is to me. Watching it with you guys, especially watching with Tyler, who's never seen it, was mm-hmm. a joy. And I even thought. I remember thinking it was always funny, but watching it with you guys just made me laugh even more. Uh, yeah, when you can read a room and just watch yeah. people try to make oh, sense it's of this. so funny, yeah. I kept looking over at Tyler. He was just like... <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect opening, though, because we we're back to the long shots. We're back yep. to yeah. very Lynchian standards. Yeah, and you don't... Uh, you kind of go into this episode... Obviously, it does pick up where it left off, but you sort of... You want it to pick up in a different way, and that's not what happens. No, and that's what's great. It's like okay. This also, is, I feel this like is the ride we're on. I don't know. I guess he stammered back after he got shot, but he like he's so far from where he got shot. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And laying in the same like direction. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about that too. Yeah, and how there was only only one bloody shot, which does verify, and he says it talking to Diane mm-hmm. um, that he was wearing his bulletproof via- vest. As is customary when going undercover. As per yeah. bureau regulation. Yes. Yep. Good call. Good catch. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, n- let's get weirder. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> after, so he leaves for the third time. Yeah. After the the waiter leaves for the third time, then 
the room kind of changes to the like stage spotlight mm-hmm. kind of setup, and a giant appears and says he'll tell him three things. Uh, that there is a man in a smiling bag, that the owls are not what they seem, and without chemicals, he points. He takes Cooper's ring and says he'll give it back to him when he finds these things to be true. Was he always wearing a pinky ring? I just now noticed this ring. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a MacGuffin for the scene to be something to tether him to the giant. It's a good question. Was it part I, of his listeners, per- persona yeah. at yeah. One-Eyed Jacks? Yeah, I, just, I, I think my character wears a pinky ring. <laughs> He's really method acting, really getting into it. I don't know. He seems to care too much about later when when he realizes that it is gone. Mm-hmm. It, he seems to care about it too much for it to just be yeah, it a, seemed important be a, you know part of his role playing. One eye jack. I do really like the idea of him just putting on the circular glasses in the mirror and just like Barney wears a ring. Barney <laughs> definitely wears a ring and slowly. Diane, get me a ring. Diane, you should overnight me one gold ring. I think it's silver. Is it silver? I think so. I can't see metals. I am metal blind. Band name. Metal blind. <laughs> That's a pretty rad band name. Yeah. Band name called it. Is that pretty much where the scene ends? He takes it and then kind of fades to black? No. Um, he says a few other things. He says that... Um, he says, we want to help you. He says that, but yes. he also says Leo locked inside a hungry horse. Yes. There's a clue locked inside yeah. Leo's I'll house. tell you three things. Yeah, and then he's an like, extra oh, thing. but there's another one. <laughs> yeah. And no, then later, up. he's like... Here's some more things I, I think, forgot to tell you. I feel you. like the three things were just the weird sort of you figure it out clues where yeah. the Leo one was at least a little more direct or at mm-hmm. least was, an, I mean, he said the name Leo. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this is. I think that was just to, I guess, get rid of the fact that he was a suspect or. I don't know. Uh, well, he says there's a clue in Leo's house too, right? Yeah. There's a clue Does locked he? inside Leo's house, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that excludes him from being suspect. Yeah. Or maybe to make us realize, well, when we find out later what that means, that he's not the same killer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is why that clue's in there. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, so that's that is that. the opening scene of season two of uh, So what, what were theories on the three... The initial three clues. Um, There's a man in a smiling bag. Man in a smiling bag. Um, that comes up later, right? It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't know what any of it means. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any theories to I go know, off of. I know on my first watch, when uh, I heard the owls are not what they seem, that's the line that stuck with me the most in the yeah. entire series. Yeah. I yeah. think that's just kind of been, anytime I think of Twin Peaks, I think the owls are not what they seem. And I, I say that to people out of context all the time. <laughs> they, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that it's just out of context. I don't know what it is. Just like that line always stuck out so much. And I've just always yeah. had it on my mind ever since I heard it. And I, I took it as on my first watch. It was like the owls in the woods are kind of sentient and like watching things. Like watching over the town was sure. what I always took that to mean. Yeah. So... Let me just in the case I like they are not just birds. They are like guardians. Like that owl movie called Guardians of Gahul. Sounds like a real blockbuster. I think they show it on airplanes. Cool. <laughs> that, that may be all. Yeah, without chemicals he points makes no sense to me. Yeah. At this point. I I had no theories, I just didn't know <clears throat> if y'all At this point, no. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Just other than... Trying, uh, it was a test. Yeah. yeah. You passed. Yeah. <laughs> other than we'll f- figure it out at when Cooper figures them out. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, per usual. Yeah, as per usual. Just yeah. like we did with the... So this most is... Most of the Red Room clues from the last season. Now we're at One-Eyed Jacks all of a sudden. <laughs> Man. Not enough time to process what just happened. Uh, we are taking a trip across the border. One-Eyed Jacks. Tyler, you want to talk about it? I thought this was supposed to be like picking up right where it left off, but so much has changed. <laughs> Blackie went from being fine to in severe withdrawal yeah like not fine at all jerry's there with no explanation correct yeah he's also there he wasn't even in the last episode no no he's Um, wearing what could be a man in the woods outfit yep yep um i i this whole scene like just blackie and jerry yeah i don't yeah it's so confusing it really is so does he give her drugs yeah, she, yes. he drops yeah. like an eight ball on the like on the desk, yeah, and then she heroin. pulls out. <laughs> what the, is this? <laughs> she said he was holding out on her. Yeah, and he was like, "Ah, you got me," and then just throws a sack of drugs at her. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You used to be much prettier, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. And then down the hall, I guess at One Eye Jacks, Audrey is with <laughs> with Father Ben. Father Ben. So Audrey's in this arena room where she has to stealth avoid her father, who doesn't know that she is the lady of the room. She's the new girl. He's got prima nocta. He's going to check her out. And so it's just this game of really gross cat and mouse. I hate it. I hate this scene. It's so uncomfortable. It's so gross. And... She pulls the drapes around the bed closed and he tries to open them and she slaps his arm mm-hmm. and then he fakes like he's leaving, which there is so little consent here. Yeah. <laughs> and like no no daughter should ever witness her father being this deviant in any context. No man should be this way towards a woman. Agreed. And it's just all of these elements combined make for the most uncomfortable scene of this episode. Yeah. Uh, she does manage to skirt him and is able to uh, – he gets distracted, I think, by Jerry knocking on the door. Yeah, well, yeah, he he tries to leave, or he fakes leaving, mm-hmm. then comes back over. Meanwhile, she knows that he's not leaving because she's not a dumbass. Right. Um, grabs a mask from the wall hanging over the bed. Right. Here's my issue. Okay. I went back. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> to the end of season one. Um, masks are not on the wall. Right. Wallpaper is different. Yeah. The yep. bed at the end of season one has no headboard. There's a there's a lot of continuity errors with... There's a whole list of them on yeah. <laughs> production errors. I guess they just had to make a whole new set for season two. I guess. Because I, I don't know how much time it was between production. Yeah. Of the end of one and the beginning of two. Yeah, every, everything's just kind of... long. I feel like it was maybe a few months, but it couldn't have been that long. I mean, I, I understand, like, this whole season is just built again from the ground up. Yeah. And we dismiss a lot of season one's continuity. Yeah, just like to th- keep apparently, it like, Cooper's room, there was a fish on the wall near the entrance, but it's not there in the mm-hmm. episode before. There's mm-hmm. just, like, little things. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it was wood paneling. Or, or no, the, even the is the corridor of the Great Northern has blue wallpaper while it was only wood paneling in episode seven. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that are. I just like don't that. understand stuff like that. Yeah. Like that is somebody's job. <laughs> yeah. And they're bad at it. Yep. Well, the lead <laughs> lead set designer got made into one of the main villains, so they didn't have the same. Oh, was he set designer? <laughs> Frank Silva was a set. Oh, he was set decorator. Not well, designer. Still. Yeah, but yeah. still like the guy in charge of what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> got cast, so they had to get somebody else completely. So Ben's pining after his daughter. Oh, gross. Um, and then we get a knock at the door, and it's Jerry saying we have a situation. Oh, they actually have an S N A G. Yes. Which spells? We have an S N A G. What is that? Oh, spell? I really do have a situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now it's serious. It's just yeah. horn code. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> that they made up when they <laughs> were kids. Horn acronym. <laughs> they made up when they were children. So yeah, that's how Audrey avoids her father and his. It was very close. I I wanted it. I wanted him to find out. Like I wanted that whole thing to be done, and I realized that she has a whole storyline. I want her to whip the mask away and just like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, room three fifteen again. Everybody busts in to save the so, day. Yeah, this is where Coop is laying there and he starts talking to Diane, yep. hoping that his tape recorder was put on voice activated mode which it was luckily yes um and i i have to say it who the hell is diane it's <laughs> a really good question that's a fine question i mean come on uh the only diane i'm familiar with uh is diane shapiro hawk's girlfriend hawk's girlfriend i don't think it's the same person uh, are you sure because <laughs> i feel like they would know each other right yeah yeah we talked about that now, he says a lot of interesting things <laughs> while recording uh, his tape to Diane here. Yes, and this is where he realizes that his pinky ring is actually gone. He equates being shot to the sensation of three bowling balls being dropped from a height of about nine feet. Yes. So and that sounds awful. It does. I've never been shot, and I don't have any wood to knock. I've, I'll knock on glass, though. That I'm never shot. Well, sounds that like you're going like shot. A, no, <laughs> I don't want that at all. But yeah, that sounds like a terrible sensation and one that I hope I never feel for myself. Uh, also, like his list of aspirations for what he wants to do with his life should he survive. Yeah. I'd like to climb a tall hill, not too tall. <clears throat> Lie in the cool grass, but not too cool. Feel the sun on my face. He's got great dreams. <laughs> I would have really liked to have solved the Lindbergh kidnapping. That would have been nice. And goes without saying, I'd like to visit Tibet. Hope they get their land back, and I hope that the Dalai Lama can go home. I would enjoy that very much. Uh, he mentions that he, he did get shot because he was chasing down a wood tick, yep. so he had to pull up his bulletproof vest. Yeah, I wish they would have shown, shown that. That, that would have been a great That would have been a great scene. It's a fucking, fucking wood tick. Get <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I panic just like that if I see it take oh, on yeah. me anywhere. Just like, <laughs> and we'll come back. No, it's in later in the scene I, or when they switch. But the size of that tick, yeah, huge, is massive. Worth taking off a bulletproof vest. Yeah, I will expose myself to gunfire to get rid of a tick that size. Absolutely. And he's in the hospital pretty much immediately after they bust in and find him. Yeah, great shot of them busting in. They, they the dream pulled, team. Yeah, they pull the bullet out of him, and there is a simply massive tick on the bullet. So I guess you could say that Coop 
bit the bullet, baby. He bite the bullet, baby. Why would you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Why would anybody say that? The tick bit the bullet, baby. Baby. Uh, they're asking him questions. Uh, the gunman was masked, he says. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he, I think that's where he explains that he had. Yeah. No, it was on this the tape great, he explained. He yeah. Pulls it up. We're talking about him in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah this great scene of him, or with Lucy explaining all of the events all of the, of the night before. Yeah. Very similar, <laughs> too, to how she describes, well, I guess anything, but it mm-hmm. brought up to mind like the invitation to love stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like a soap opera. Just like, here's Lucy this. is great at bullet points. Yeah. That's why she's got the job that she has. Obviously. Going going back to the, the masked face. <laughs> yep. Um, are we... Assuming that that is also Jacoby's attacker, I would, yeah, but not Leland. Or was no, he was he wearing like a ski mask? Was Leland or was Leland was not wearing a ski mask when he smothered Jock? Ho- yeah, not okay. in the hospital. He was not. No. Okay, so they are one and the same, and then Leland killed Jock, who is not the attacker or shooter, is where I'm at. But he's also the man in the woods. <laughs> Understood. Leo was shot. Leo was shot. Jacques was strangled. Mm-hmm. The mill burned. Mm-hmm. Shelly and Pete got smoke inhalation. Catherine and Josie are missing. Yeah. Nadine is in a coma. Yes. Catherine is missing, but they found Shelly. And I feel like, I don't know if it's addressed that, I don't think Shelly tells them that Catherine saved her? That doesn't really come up. It doesn't come up. Yeah, Shelly's just in the hospital. But did Catherine take her outside and just throw her on the ground and run away? <laughs> that seems like a Catherine move. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. I like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. Does, uh, does Cooper just go ahead and get up here? Like, say that the, the power of the will is what makes the yeah. body so miraculous? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He has broken ribs and torn cartilage. <laughs> just... It's like, just give me a couple hours to get dressed. This is um, after Lucy names everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. And Coop's like, how long was I out? <laughs> right. And yeah. it all happened in one night. And Doc Hayward says, we haven't had a night like this since the Elks Club fire of 59. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know so much more about, about what that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I want to know about that. I want to know about the uh, first case that Andy cried at. Yeah. From the, the pilot of episode one. Because he's back. Yeah. Crying Andy's back. He's back and cryinger than ever. That's right. And yeah, he, he gets himself up, says he needs a couple hours to get dressed, and I guess that's where he sees Jacques' body getting wheeled in, mm-hmm. in, and a, says, in a body bag. Is that bag smiling? I didn't see that, though. No. Like, it shows the bag right after he yeah, says that. sort of a, yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like there's a body in a bag. It doesn't look yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that didn't track for me. I think he's just looking for whatever the giant man said. Mm-hmm. Right. Every bag looks like it's smiling yes. after something like that. Right. Yeah. Is that but, bag uh, smiling? <laughs> no, but it kind of looks like something, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Philip Gerard. Uh, next is uh, just Ronette Pulaski doing some groaning. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just kind of to show her coming around. Yeah, yeah. to remind you that. She exists. She exists, and she's coming out of the coma. 
Some more parallels. We get to the Palmer house with uh, Sarah talking to Maddie and asks her if she's missing Beth. So Tyler, Sarah's alive. I guess. <laughs> she's not strangled she's not in convinced. her bed upstairs. She looks pretty rough. Oh, yeah. yeah, she doesn't look well, but she is alive and speaking. Uh, ask Maddie if she misses Beth, which is the name of Maddie's mother. It's also the name of Garland Briggs' wife. Just, I feel like it'll never stop. <laughs> but, uh, Maddie just ignores that. <laughs> says, do you miss your mother? It's like, what? Uh, well, I had a dream about a body-shaped bloodstain. Well, that's not what I asked, but Did okay. she say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't remember what I thought she said. But then she had that. Yeah, she vision. has the vision after. Yeah. Um, so what are we at with visions for Maddie Toll? One vision. Maddie's had one vision. She's had okay. one, one vision. vision. Got it. Speaking of assholes, <laughs> Leland walks in. Mousy dots and mousy dots and little lambsy ivy, little ivy too, wouldn't you? What an entrance! Yeah. Unexpected, completely out of the blue. What was he doing behind the? On the room divider? Yeah, he like was waiting for his moment. <laughs> yeah. He's been there since 6 a.m., waiting for them to come in and get settled. Yep. He's so he up. can in blast mind, out full vibrato. In my mind, he's been up all night. Yeah. He's been up just the entire time. <laughs> Did so much cocaine, yeah. his hair turned white. Yeah. 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 His hair straight is stark white. Stark white. What did you think when you saw this, Tyler? I couldn't tell what was different, but then I... Maybe like five seconds later, I was like, oh, his hair's white. Yeah. And I'm guessing it just turned white between seasons? Yeah, you would think. Cause well, I mean, not. I, I didn't know how long it had been. No. I mean, he dyed it for that. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, that's what said, I thought. I was like, oh, it turned white between seasons. Yeah, he said he had a lot of hair fall out when he was th- keeping it dyed like that. Um, but yeah, no, he dyed it for that. It wasn't this. His hair just turned gray. This is white hair. It didn't yeah. turn white. Um, but no, it literally turned white overnight. This is the liveliest we've seen Leland at Ever. all. Since yeah. creating that dance move. <laughs> Since the Leland. the Leland took off. Which he doesn't even do while he's singing. Well, it's as They would go hand in hand. Missed. I also took this as him killing Jacques, and especially with the the uh, alarm going off and it sort of snapping him out of what he was in, like mm-hmm. snapping him out of that because he was crying. Interesting. It snapped him out of it. Yeah. And then that's what, that's why he's like, I'm good now. Yeah. yeah I'm over okay. it. Like I, I just assumed. Like as far as I know, Jacques Renault killed my daughter. Right. He's yep. dead. We're good. We're good now. But putting the, the, the whole alarm, fire alarm yeah, with, with him, it, that's, with that face like that. reaction mm-hmm. to yeah. snapping out of it. Like, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. I like that a lot. You're wrong. But I like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so after Leland's interaction with them, uh, Maddie, while Sarah's freaking out, has a vision of blood forming on the carpet and then going away. And starts, like, screaming. Yeah. And there's something in the Palmer household where when someone's screaming, nobody comes running. No. Like, you're on your own. <laughs> Scream well, all you want. Well, everybody's in the room already. That's They're true. all there. No one it's offers just, this is just what we do here. <laughs> I thought Sarah left. And we what you call, that's house. what you call a haunted house. What? <laughs> well, clearly. I guess. Everybody's just having visions and hair is turning white and crying. Nothing is right. There's a fan 
in the hallway that's always spinning. Leland dozy dotes his way <laughs> out of the house and to the Great Northern. So uh, Ben and Jerry are talking before he gets there. And I think they're just kind of squaring up the business with Leo. Yep. Uh, saying that. Doing a rundown of everyone's whereabouts. Yeah, let's run it down. Like, no, that's what they're doing. Oh, I thought you were saying, do you want to run down? No. Like, yeah, let's I run don't it have down. a list. Okay. Otherwise, I would love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> can you they get, are. Can you give me a rundown? Just give me a rundown. You, you want to take a look at that rundown? So then Leland shows up. Does he ever? Singing and uh, yeah, he's singing, and then they uh, they ben notice and Jerry him. Are yep. into it. They are totally into it. They are. They on look at board. each other, and then they're like, "Yeah, it's a Fuck great." Yeah, that's also a great <laughs> the shot, and it's just there for yep. so long with this happening. Just a wide shot of Leland dancing in the doorway. Yeah. Jerry gets on the floor, does sort of a, does weird a little mermaid. He tries thing. to do the worm. <laughs> yeah. I love that because yeah. he just goes down. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Right back up. <laughs> Ben gets on the oh. table. He yeah. on his desk. Feeling he it. Hops on the desk. Everybody's dancing, and Leland finishes the song and says, "I'm back. Like I'm, I'm for real back. Yeah, I'm ready. Real. Back yeah. and ready. Incredible they, scene. They don't question it at all. I no. don't, and I don't either. He just he, here he is. I thought they were like done with Leland. How could you question this? Man busts in." <laughs> Just has gone Super Saiyan. Yeah, is singing his. He's over by the Pied Pipers. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and of course that just institutes a dance party. Yeah, because that's the jam. And yeah, I'm on board with this guy. Yeah, he's coming in. Yeah, let's do business. Sure. He's a lawyer, apparently. We find that out later. Yeah. When we meet Gersten. Too far We're not there. ready for Gersten. No. The world's uh, not ready for that. The piano virtuoso. At Leo's house, they're uh, analyzing the crime scene from, from where Leo was attacking Bobby and got shot through the window. They know that the shot came from outside. Sheriff Truman keeps trying to put Shelly in the scene. Yeah. Shelly. It's like, he was attacking Shelly Johnson. It's like, yeah. Sheriff Shelly Johnson's 99 pounds soaking wet. A big man hit this TV. <laughs> yeah. This TV is heavy. Or this is a big TV. He's like, did Shelly shoot Leo? He's like, get your mind off Shelly, Truman. <laughs> Come then on, focus up. Hawk shows up. Yeah. And Leo's duster shines again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the hero of the scene. It smells like gasoline. Yes. So that to Truman means that Leo burnt the mill, mm-hmm. which he did. Yes. Very astute. Uh, doesn't take anything away from the duster. It's still badass. Yeah. It looks great. It just smells like oil. I think, I think it's the opening of the scene... Where Harry's walking with the glass, and he says, "But the shot came from outside." Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it, like, I think that's how it opens. It opens with that this yes. remark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the shot came from outside. What were you talking about before? I need to know that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're they're probably talking about the things we've already seen and kind of already do probably know. Yeah. Don't. But maybe not. Don't assume I know what you're talking about. Show. <laughs> There was probably some golden banter that got glossed over by just skipping it. Yeah. It probably got cut for time. Probably cut for time. It's probably filmed. Like a movie? Maybe it's a deleted scene. Is this the sequel to (laughs) the pilot? Yep. (laughs) So Andy's outside. Yep. He sure is. Somebody pulls up. (laughs) Yep. Who arrives? was so weird to me. I thought he just like... Glitched out? Was I, I don't even know. He was going bananas. And he gets stuck in a loop. Yep. Harry, do you know who it is? Harry, do you know who it is? 
<laughs> Cuts inside. You can still hear it faintly through the wall. <laughs> it's Agent <laughs> Rosenflower. <laughs> Almost. It, it's, it's Albert Rosenfield has pulled up. Yep. Our favorite other agent. <laughs> Sends Andy on a mad dash back into the house, but he gets caught on a, I guess, like a like a water pump dais stand. Oh, just little, like the little platform? Yeah, the little, little yeah. platform, yeah. Uh, Steps on a wood plank, and in true cartoon fashion, yep. just... Yeah. Comes right up, Classic. smacks him in the face. Yep. And this next shot yeah. was another <laughs> uncomfortable, like, why is this still going? Way right. too long. Like, Did you guys notice anything about Albert in this while this was happening? How he was like, here we go again. <laughs> kind of that look. He, mm-hmm. In what I assume is a continuity error, but you can interpret it however you please. He takes off, Albert takes off his glasses three times <laughs> while this is going on. I, I did notice Just in that. Each, but each it, shot, like he's always yeah, taking every, them every off. time he cuts back to Andy stammering or staggering, he's taking his glasses off. And what I think happened. So did they was just they, like keep using? The I think same they. Shot? I think they. I think they shot it three times and then patched it all together into one big shot and just weren't paying attention. To and Albert. just weren't paying attention at all. They just they were focused on Andy, not paying attention to Albert in the background, taking they, his sunglasses off. They kept it going so long, and I. I think it was just on purpose. There was just like, that's hilarious. Put yeah. another shot of it in. Yeah. Cut back to Harry and then back to Andy and just use another shot. Yep. And what does he say here? Because Harry's like, are you okay, Andy? <laughs> and he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He's, just, he's just still wobbling. Just Is it later? I, I guess it's later because he's like, just some blood squirted out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a scratch on it. Just some yeah. blood squirted out. Yes. But because Andy stepped on the plank, it uncovers some new shoes. Mm, there they this are. made my heart so happy. <laughs> Leo got his new pair of shoes, yep. and, and a lot hit of them co- outside and never wore them. And I don't, a, I don't and get a lot that. of cocaine. Well, saving them for a rainy day. Yeah, he was gonna wear his new shoes, do a whole bunch of cocaine. <laughs> yep. It's perfect. Sadly, he may never. He might be. Let's bad. take a moment for Leo. Yep. That was way really too long. long. <laughs> yeah, that was way too long. Wow. I wasn't great. really thinking about Leo. I was thinking about the shoes. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah let's, that's where my mind was, yeah. yeah. That, that was... Oh, I'm just so glad. I'm just glad. They just didn't glad. look comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't think no. he knows how to buy clothes other than dusters. Probably not. Blue shirts. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I've got beef. So his favorite blue shirt that he got so upset with Shelly for that he beat her with a soap and a sock, he allowed Jacques to use as a blood rag the night that they were with Laura. If you love your shirt so much, why are you letting somebody soak up their whiskey bottle gash wound with it? You Listen, hump. You hump. You're not wrong. So I just, I, I had beef. I'd been sitting on it and I, I, I had to stand. I don't think I'm Leo was like, here, this will help and gave him his shirt. I think he just kind of grabbed it. Maybe, but and what could Leo do? He already hit him with he, a wish. He, he, he could bottle. hit him again. <laughs> Maybe he did. Uh, double R. Double R diner. The R and R diner. Old R and R. Don and Maddie are talking. Nope. Maddie. Maddie nope. 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 Cut to the double R diner. Cut to the double R. Hot damn, that pie is good. <laughs> First thing. First thing. Great shot. Yep. Such a weird shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hot. 
People in Twin Peaks love their double R diner pie. It must be amazing pie. It must be. But then that guy just leaves. Like <laughs> He's just in the shot and then pants yeah. away, never to be seen from again. Yeah, Donna and Maddie are talking at a table, and I, Maddie brought Donna Laura's glasses or sunglasses. Yes. Mm-hmm. So At first, I thought she was trying to be, like, undercover. Yeah. Just, like, nobody will recognize me with these sunglasses with on. With these yeah. sick shades. That, yeah. Exactly. Her future's just so bright. But then Donna shows up, a changed woman. It's like the glasses take her over. Yeah. Like she's possessed by the glasses. Yeah, like she becomes Laura. Yeah. Yeah. But not Laura. Right. And Madeline hates her glasses. Yeah. They wax philosophical a little bit. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. See these glasses? (laughs) Yeah. It was like in between, (laughs) it was like between season one and two, they were like, I'm don't know this to be true at all, but let's just say Shirley didn't like wearing them, and they were just like, yeah, you don't have to wear them anymore. We'll just write them. We'll write, we're, she we're, improved it. We're going to write off the glasses <laughs> from the show. They probably <laughs> bought, bought a pair of readers from, like, Eckerd. And <laughs> Is Eckerd a thing anymore? No. <laughs> he was trying to go back to the time. Yeah. <laughs> to 1990. That is brilliant. So Donna thinks she's Laura. She's not Laura. Sorry, mm-hmm. Donna. She's not. smoking. She is sitting at the table across from Maddie. And I guess as like her as a person just like couldn't stand the smoke or something. I don't know. Cause she had it all the way across the table in Maddie's face. It's like <laughs> <laughs> just full extension. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's you're not cool. No, that, yeah. that, that's that's how weird. you be cool. You yeah. stretch your arm all the way out. Yeah. You strong arm. It's very strange. So this is when Norma gives her the note. Oh, yeah. You know what the best way to communicate in Twin Peaks is? Notes. A note. I thought you were going to say smoke signals. <laughs> yeah. Smoke signals. <laughs> the note says, look into the meals on wheels. Yes. Which we know about being that Laura did the meals on wheels. Laura program. did meals on wheels. And we uh, don't find out who sent the note. I didn't. I don't think. Well, it, it does. It does. After they say, look into the meals on wheels, that there's a hard cut to log lady sitting in a booth. Spitting pitch, yeah. But she's just chewing. But I don't know if that's meant. I mean, we're not. Were, were you taking that to mean Log Lady sent, like, <laughs> sent the note or no? I, I mean, it, it kind of inferred that to me. I didn't. Know, I didn't get that. Watch. I yeah. just thought it was, she was there. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. To remind um, you that the Log Lady exists. <laughs> but if it if it wasn't her, it's weird that yeah. somebody would have a letter sent there in hopes that Donna would show up. Yeah. To be handed this letter. I feel like no notes are left to chance. If somebody leaves a note for somebody, they know that person is coming there. Mm-hmm. Like James leaves a note for Donna with Big Ed. Yeah. And sure enough, Donna shows up to get said note to meet James. Just just go call them. Meet them. You're not secretly seeing each other. Go, go, just go see each other. Just go. You don't have to set up an appointment with a note. Right. Just go. That's why you always leave a note. <sighs> Sorry, I got beef. I'm hot. I'm heated today. <laughs> The heat is hot. The heat is hot. Yeah, there's a a few moments of Log Lady just chewing, spitting a pitch. Poor spitter. Yeah, like misses. Yeah, she's like shooting for the plants or something. and Goes behind the mustard. So she grabs it and just sticks it on the wall behind her. Back at the station, Albert's examining Coop, and uh, Andy comes in. Doesn't Albert say, too, that does does he say that Cole's like wants him to come back? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, but is that because he's 
Is this this is where he's yeah. he's checking him out. Yeah. FBI yeah. agent gets shot. FBI agent investigates. Investigates. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Gordon Cole sent him back out. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's. Uh, mentions that he was shot by a right-handed man who was probably about five foot nine from a distance of less than three feet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I think that's all Albert really gives us. Uh, Andy comes in, whose nose doesn't have a mark on it. No. They just squirt of blood. Yeah. Uh, Andy actually has uh, some intel. Uh, so Leo had been locked in a jail in Hungry Horse, Montana, the night of Teresa Banks' murder. So that goes back to what the giant said. Yep. Leo is locked in a Hungry Horse. And so he has an alibi for Teresa Banks' murder, so Leo is not the killer in that scenario. True. Yeah, right around this time, Philip Gerard shows up. <laughs> yep. Comes in uh, because... I believe Tyler said that he thought... Was, it, was this the one you were unsure of, if he was going to show back up, the one-armed man? Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't think he... I thought we were done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he played his part. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gave me the story, you're a shoe salesman? Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> now he's here at a time that's convenient to him to yep. sell shoes to Truman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And acting super weird, mm-hmm. too. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's where he turns <laughs> yeah, to, to walk off, so and it's just that lingering <laughs> smile, that smirk. Yeah. Just ooh, really yeah. So strange. Lucy doesn't know what to think of that either. Yeah. Uh, Lucy's clearly not. <laughs> yeah. She's. It's just a weird thing. It's. Definitely something I was not expecting to happen, obviously, because I thought we were done with him. Yeah. Um, here he is. But here he is. So I guess he just goes and sits down. Yeah, and waits. And waits. For the <laughs> remainder of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because um, we don't see him again, right? No. Yeah. Can't see Truman because he's busy with James. Yeah. They listen to the coconut tape. Yes. Okay, so he talks about Laura reciting this really weird poem about fire. And then she looks at him and said, do you want to play with fire, little boy? Would you like to play with Bob? I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like to play with Bob. I don't, I don't think so. Bob looks homeless. You're not Bob curious? I doubt he knows any fun games. He's probably never played Uno. He doesn't know what that's like. No, probably haven't even played Dose. He only plays with fire. Who else plays with fire? Leo. He burned down the mill. That wasn't play. That was business. Oh, okay. That was business fire. Business fire band name called it. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. So uh, Coop's like, James, I know you have the necklace. Give it to me. Yeah. Come on. How? Donna shows up to the police station. The newly sultry Donna. Yep. Wearing her sunglasses and smoking still. Walks in. So there's a whistle when she opens the door. (laughs) I have to assume that's Mike. He's the only other guy in the lobby. Yeah. And the the subtitle says Wolf Whistle. Yes. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, I like that theory. That that's, that's what that's called. That when Philip, Philip, Philip Gerard's sitting over there. Like, I thought it was a cat call. It has to be Mike. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. got to be. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm just picturing it on a bench with that one arm posted up. <laughs> Lucy even notices, too, that she's acting different. I'm here to see James. So she goes to see James. Yep. And that's weird. <laughs> yeah. That's very unique. Some really weird through the bars kissing. Yep. I do love this next scene, though. Yeah. Cooper asks uh, Lucy and Andy to go through uh, some Flesh World magazines <laughs> together. Lucy, I, sh- I sh- sure sh- am <laughs> uncomfortable being in this situation with you. I love 
I love the subtitle. My favorite part, <laughs> other than that line, sure. is I love Lucy's reaction when she opens it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, she's, "Why we're both professionals?" Yeah, and then, <gasps> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I I feel like genuinely Lucy has never seen pornography. Oh no, yeah, she Maybe. probably just saw Leo's truck. <laughs> <laughs> Still hasn't seen pornography. It just saw the truck. Yeah. I thought that she found him. <clears throat> yeah. Or found her immediately. But then I was like, oh, she's just mortified. Just traumatized, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back to the hospital. Doc Hayward is looking at Jacoby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper and Harry visit Jacoby. Uh, Cooper says, where'd you get that necklace, Jacoby? Well, details are hazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he followed a red Corvette, uh, saw Donna and James. Talking, well, he cursed his horsepower that he couldn't keep up with the red Corvette. Yeah. Yes. Then he saw the motorcycle and a police cruiser. And then just sort of, yeah, camped out in the woods yeah. while... That lines up with everything we saw in the pilot. Yeah. yeah. So I like that all the questions that we had that seemed so absurd and obscure... And in the pilot and a few subsequent episodes. I think we even said it too. We were like, was he just hiding out? In yeah, the was woods? he just sitting like, motionless, yeah, yeah. no food, I mean, no water. Yep, pretty much. Like, kind <laughs> of, yeah. Like yeah. he he just kind of posted up and then walked the rest of the way, uh, saw James and Donna talking, but he couldn't hear them. Yeah. And that's how he finds the necklace after they buried it. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of questions him about Jacques' death the night before, since I, I assume their rooms were close together or at least on the same floor. Yeah. Um, Come on, fellas. Yeah. yeah. So, but he eventually realizes, yes, he did remember something. He remembered a smell, um, something that smelled like scorched engine oil. Mm-hmm. It's a strange it's thing to be smelling. So, uh, in concerning Laura Palmer, he uh, talks about how the like the necklace is metaphorical because she was a divided heart. Was just leading this double life where she seemed so wholesome and proper on right. one side one of life, side, but yeah. on, on the other hand, she was she had a, deep dark secrets. Just, yeah, drug addled and just getting involved with people she didn't need to be involved with. Yeah, and that's kind of the the root source of all of her problems. Right, was the drugs and the behavior around that. Yeah, at the beginning of the scene, is this where Hayward is checking up on Jacoby, mm-hmm. and then the nurse is like. I think he took some of the food, but then it shows that clip of the food and it's just like sludge yeah. and it's yeah. like boiling. But, and then there's like this weird, like eighties guitar swell, yeah. like underneath it. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand doc Hayward's line right after that. After when the nurse says, I think he did take some of his food and doc Hayward's like, Oh, could that be it? Yeah. Like, could that be what? Yeah. <laughs> like he's not in the hospital because he's eating hospital food. Right. But, Maybe that's why he's still there. Yeah. Because yeah, like, it comes up, I think, two more times. Like Doc yeah. realizing something else mm-hmm. like that we're not privy yeah, like, to. Yeah, what's yeah. he thinking Something's about? up with the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it does cut over to this like bubbling sludge. Yeah. And like six different kinds of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Evenly distributed in the little right. slots of the tray. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not pudding. No. Mm-mm. It's boiling. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's like bubbles popping on top of it. Yeah. Yep. Disgusting. Wait, that's not chicken. This is chicken. Look out for the hospital food. It will make a return. Yep. In Twin Peaks, their return. Episode four, titled Hospital Food. 
hospital? Trash can. So Jacoby thinks that Laura was ready to die and maybe let herself get killed. Right. And that's Cooper quickly goes on the defense of Laura Palmer did not commit suicide. And then that's when he says, no, (laughs) but maybe she allowed herself to be killed. So a lot to think about. Yeah. So Shelly's in the hospital, we know, because Bobby comes to see her. Yep. Uh, Some flowers. Maybe they actually feel genuine feelings for each other. Maybe they're in love. I thought this was a nice moment. It, it would yeah, it was a nice moment, but I I I think I hate Shelly. <laughs> I guess I hate her. Like yeah, hate her. like on a sliding scale between Bobby and Shelly, it's it's really going from Shelly over to Bobby more. Especially as as later I, in the episode. Yeah. Um Oh that, yeah, there's a good moment later. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like Shelly who's very coherent has so much information that I feel like she hasn't shared with anybody. Like, I feel like nobody's come to question her about anything. Yep. And it's just weird. Well, Andy. Yeah, she's just this untapped well of intel. I was going to say Andy the one time, but I guess he wasn't. He was just looking for Leo, but he didn't ask her anything, obviously. Right. But, I mean, since the fire, like, since she was put in the hospital, nobody's... Nobody's been questioning her. Yeah. Like, how did you get there? Why were you there? How did you get out? Yeah. No one cares about Shelly. <laughs> yeah, and I have another another except Bobby. I don't, except Bobby, yeah. I don't know if it comes up if they talk about Leo. Nobody seems to notice the fact that he was also shot in the arm like two days ago. Hmm. By Shelly. By Shelly. Yeah. Like that never gets brought up. Like, oh, there's two gunshot wounds. I thought that was weird. Also, what does it take to kill Leo? <laughs> A lot, <laughs> apparently. He's like Boris and Goldeneye. I am invincible. <laughs> Bond, James Bond. Leo Bond. Christmas Jones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought that was weird because yeah. in our world's time, a lot of time has passed since he was shot in the arm. But, I mean, it's right. only it was yeah, like two days, two days ago. Right, right, right. Two, two days ago. You bring up a very, very valid point. Big Ed. Oh, man, this scene. Um you get a lot of information here. I, I didn't realize so, this until just now, but in my notes I wrote several times, put down Fred. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, great. Fred's a prince. <laughs> oh, big Ed. This scene just, it's so good. So Nadine survived her attempted suicide yeah. from swallowing all the pills. For now. She is in the hospital as well, right. in a coma. Right. And, uh, yeah, kind of a tragic story. Very tragic. While... Big Ed and Nadine were, I guess, hunting on their honeymoon. Yeah. Well, that's that's a separate conversation. But before that, he's like going over everything with Harry and Albert and Coop. Mm. But he stands there. They're standing up and he's talking for like two minutes with just a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> like that. That's talent. Yeah. Like, cause it's, <laughs> it's he's just, just talking. Yeah. yeah. Flopping like around. Like Retro Marx. Yeah. 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 Just like take it out. Yep. I don't know. Just take it out and talk. It's like it's stuck to his lip. Yeah. It's very yep. uncomfortable. Yeah, we find out. The Big Ed shot her in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Shot Nadine in the eye. And so, of Piece course. Of buckshot skipped off a rock. <laughs> yep. All the while, Albert's reactions to hearing all this are fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah. 
he's, he's laughing so hard he's crying, yeah, yeah. but containing it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, his eye. This is where I first noticed that his eye is still like black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From getting from getting hit. Getting, getting hit. Yeah. yeah. So that kept up in continuity. Mm, yep, yes, it sure did. Wow. One, one of the few details that somebody was like, "Oh wait." No. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in makeup was like, "Didn't you get hit last season?" Yeah. Like I did. It's probably one after they quick. fired the last continuity editor mm-hmm. and hired the new one. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. So obviously Ed Ed feels kind of a uh, obligated to Nadine to stick around because he. But does that play into kind of her psychosis too? Like her being so eccentric was after the injury or was she always that way? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I feel like she was always kind of that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I know if I got shot in the eye, I wouldn't go crazy. <laughs> so there's that. But you also thought that having one eye out gave you super strength. So It does. Yeah. You can smell better. It's true. <laughs> and you're super strong. That's right. That yeah. was a great, uh, and I love how Cooper is, he loves hearing this. Like, you know, he just seems like genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. So the exact opposite reaction of Albert, which right. is <laughs> expected. Albert finds this it comical and, and yeah. Coop finds it, I guess, wholesome, intriguing. Wholesome, intriguing, yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, after that, uh, Cooper sees a body bag hanging. and In the bathroom? or Yeah, something like some, yeah, yeah, something. And he says it, right? He repeats the phrase. Yeah, like, is that bag smiling? Yeah. Smiling bag. Yeah, just every bag. It's like (laughs) nailed up on the wall, unzipped, and I guess water's dripping out of it? Or is that just a sound effect of the bathroom? I I think water's probably dripping. It's probably been hosed down and hung up because it had a dead person in it. Yeah. But then this man walks out of of there. (laughs) I wrote it down somewhere, I think. Just that there's a man in a smiling bag. So I assume that this is the guy who climbed out of that bag. <laughs> right. Sure, why not? I like that theory. He <laughs> gets a look at the hospital food. Yeah. Not about it. No. Not a fan. Pete is the best. Yes. Norma visits Shelly and promises to bring her some double R food because we've seen the hospital food. Yes. And you shouldn't eat it. Yeah. I've learned from Doc Hayward that you shouldn't eat the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why it will serve keep it? you there? Yep. And then when she leaves, she notices Ed sitting with Nadine. Ed's with Nadine, yeah. Is it time to go back to the double R? It is. Is it? And uh, yeah, we get yeah, it. Yeah. Is. Bobby and Major Briggs. Mm. Yep. Mm. Major Garland Briggs. Back in action. Boy. <sighs> so calls Bobby over and starts to tell him about a vision that he had. Not a dream, but a vision. A vision, he calls it, yes. Mm-hmm. Interpret that how you will. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah. Because he, yeah, I liked that he clarified that it wasn't a dream, because a dream is yeah. cataloging Just, of your mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. day's events days or something events, like that. Day's events by the subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> so that was this, interesting. He's a very a aware yeah. person. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was a vision that was fresh and clear as a mountain stream. Yes. The mind revealing itself to itself. This, this is, is a, my... This is a big Major Briggs. A Major it's, Major it's Briggs. A major Major moment, yeah. Yes. I love this scene. It's so perfectly written. Mm-hmm. 
it just made me love this character more as I've grown to love this character more and more from the first shoulder rub to <laughs> to this moment. Mm-hmm. This character just keeps getting better and better every time he's on my screen. I, I do love that Garland Briggs becomes more prevalent this season. Like Spoiler. He's, <laughs> he's around. <laughs> Sorry to He was that. around last season. Um, he's around more. <laughs> before he goes into his vision... Um, he tries to have small talk with Bobby and asks him how school was. Right. Yeah. Uh, which nobody's been to school since Laura died. Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Haven't seen anyone at school. Um, except Audrey and Donna the one time when they went yes, to school they went just to go to the day. bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know James um, isn't going to school. No. He's no, just he's been in jail the whole time. Yeah. yeah. He's been um, in, in between jail and busting into the house and then busting back out of the house. Yeah. And then Bobby asks Major Briggs how work was yeah and then he asks what what is your job yeah (laughs) and he says that's classified so yeah i'm pretty sure that major briggs is involved in some branch of the military that covers like area 51 and he's working on something in twin peaks that covers the whole time vortex in there that's a great theory so i love that that's a great fact there you go. Thank you. You're Thank you. Good note. Um, yes. Yeah, he, when he's explaining his vision, he just says that uh, he makes it sound like it's in the future and that he mm-hmm. sees his son and that his son, Bobby, obviously, mm-hmm. turned out okay, which makes Bobby a little emotional. Bobby. Well. It's like, uh, yeah, don't the, in the vision, don't they embrace? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, Says and he was so yeah. glad he was able to share this moment with him. And Bobby uh, is very moved. Very mm-hmm. moved by it, yeah. Yeah, he says he wishes him all the best things in yeah. the world and in life. Yeah. Yeah. And Bobby is here for it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure Major Genuinely. Briggs is about to die. <laughs> <laughs> this does seem very much yeah, like a right. goodbye yeah, it does, yeah. monologue. Good yeah, luck Briggs with everything. Is, yeah. That scene is it's so great. It's yep. he, he thanks him, they shake hands and yep. go their separate ways. Yeah, I love it. That sound can only mean one thing. It's time to reveal the winner of our enamel pin giveaway. Congratulations to Shay, a.k.a. at the Witchy Bee on Instagram. You are our grand prize winner. You have just won yourself a set of enamel pins inspired by this episode of Twin Peaks from Mint Plus Plus. We're going to be reaching out to you today to get your information and get you those pins. Thanks to everyone who entered. If you're interested in purchasing a set of these enamel pins, just head over to shopmintplusplus.com and you can purchase them there. They are amazing, amazing pins. Let's get back into the episode. Right after, uh, Norman comes into the diner and kind of passes Hank, who Bobby notices and... Then kind of flashes back real quick yeah. to having seen him outside of the window at Leo's right. house. He's like, "Oh, he shot Leo." Right. Like now he knows who Hank is. Yeah. He's like, he's this cook at the Double R. <laughs> right. Small world, right? <laughs> yeah. But I feel Who's like he would have known. Norm- yeah, I feel like he would have known he was married to Norma. I don't know. I know as that's much how. It, I know that's how it's portrayed. But you can't help but wonder, like, yeah, it doesn't posit that, does right. it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, with Bobby's flirtation with Norma. Yeah. And. Having never everyone brought up knows Hank. each other pretty much except for Catherine and Shelley. Like, how <laughs> everyone, everyone else knows each they're, other. They're the only two <laughs> yeah. that Hank have never met. Only yeah. in jail for eighteen months. I feel like Catherine doesn't actually know anyone other than Pete and Josie. And oh no, not at all. Not <laughs> and at all. Ben, she's 
completely wrapped up in her mill biz. Mill biz. <laughs> <laughs> Too many mill stitches to juggle. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Um, yeah. That he puts it puts it together mm-hmm. that Hank killed Leo. Yep. Even though he already knows who Hank is. Right. Um. Um. Great scene coming up. We're back at the sheriff's station. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper's laid it all out for us. I mm-hmm. love yeah that uh, whole rundown. I love the rundown. Yeah. Itemizes everything that we know so far. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I love the shot of just going over the table. That's what this is, right? I'm yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah the, that's oh, what we're me saying that. Yeah. The donuts. Mm-hmm. Love. Love the way this whole shot is uh, framed and laid out. Uh, it's cool. The cinematography here is really cool. It sure is. As as Cooper's laying out all these things, it's. It's pretty much just a catch-up recap, you know, list of everything that we know about the case. Which is good for us, too, because it's just okay. Right. It's just a refresher course. Yeah. So for new people coming in and for people that did see season one, this is a really good scene to just get all caught up. And it's kept interesting because instead of just showing his face at multiple angles and showing reaction shots, it also pans over a table of donuts. Mm -hmm. We get a couple shots of the windows. Like, we just... There's a lot of speech, so giving these really, like, interesting things to look at yeah. while he's talking is just a great way to just fill the space yeah. and keep the scene interesting. Yep. But yeah, Laura made two appointments, nervous about meeting Jay, met up with James Hurley, and then was contacted by Leo Johnson for another appointment later that night mm-hmm. uh, after 1230, after the splitting with James at Sparkwood and 21st, goes and met with Leo Johnson. Uh, she had... Sexual relations with both Jacques and Leo, gross. And after that, uh, was escorted away from the, what is it, cabin? Escorted from the cabin. And a third man took her and Ronette to the train Train car, car. where Laura was tied up the second time, Ronette was tied up for the first time. A lot of stuff. So where did Leo go between the cabin and the train car? Because we know where Jacques went. Passed out in the yard. I think he was in Butte. <laughs> Got Butte. in the truck, drove to Butte. Butte! And he starts crying. Yeah. And then he gets fed up with Albert Roserfelt. Yeah. <laughs> and tells yeah. him to shut his smart mouth. <laughs> Lucy gets a twinkle in her eye. Pete and Harry. Harry so. wants to know if he should shut the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete says, yeah, we'll frost our rumps. Uh, apparently Josie has left. Yes. Left a note as well saying she has some business in Seattle, so she's mm-hmm. going to be out for a bit. Yeah, which apparently she goes there about every three months. <laughs> yep, pretty regularly. <clears throat> and <laughs> comes back with a lot of clothes. Yeah, half, she goes half shopping. a department store. So Catherine's still missing, and uh, pretty much tells Pete that uh, she probably will not be found. Phone call, and it's somebody that wants to talk to Josie, but... She won't be there. Mm-hmm. So there was a scene in towards the end of the last season where Audrey, she puts the note under the door. She walks down the hallway. She locks eyes with a man who's checking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a weird tone that plays. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much all we said about it. Yep. Um, yeah, my thought here was is this the same person without really you know going back and watching it. Right. There's a note on She's the always. Twin Peaks wiki fandom that says... Uh, the script establ- establishes it as this guy being the same man from episode six, as far as the character name. Mm-hmm. 
although it was portrayed by a different actor. Um, however, without, it's, this doesn't spoil anything, but the other guy, like basically both actors are still in this. Uh, but they're two different. Is it a Mary Kate and Ashley situation? I don't know, but they're they're two <laughs> different characters. Okay. So, I don't know what, I don't know what to make of that, other than it being just a, a script so you, difference. So, so I'm you're, saying you're that saying the original guy, this guy's they're credited now, right now in this moment as the same character name. But the original actor look at, from season one plays a different character in this season. That's what I'm getting here. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I, but I don't know that. I mean. I don't remember how much all that really matters, so I don't... We'll assume they came together. Right. <laughs> when this man can't reach Josie, he hangs tries up. to... Yeah, hangs up and uh, tries to get a uh, collect call through to Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, Ben and Jerry uh, chatting about food, as they are wont to do. Uh, it's the horn thing to do. Yeah. Okay. I loved this, because they were walking through, I guess, the Great Northern. Yeah. But then all, all these people are like, Mr. Horn, Mr. Horn. <laughs> Mr. Horn, Mr. Horn. Yep. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's so a man of importance. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Horn, Mr. Horn. Mr. Horn. Uh, Jerry has not seen Audrey. Ben wants to know. Uh, <laughs> Little does he know. Uh, that he's seen Audrey. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they roll up on a waiting Hank. Yep. I love that shot. It is great. Yeah. I loved that. Just very. You just open the door and like the light hits him. Mm-hmm. Very amazing. Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for Josie too, but uh, Hank says she gone. Mm-hmm. She's left. Uh, can't get into Leo Johnson's house because there's a whole bunch of cops on patrol. Yeah, that details back yep. on the Johnson household. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they asked why they didn't kill him. Like, why is he in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, like, he explains his shot basically, and that he was chopping wood inside. <laughs> Inside. inside, which we know he was inside. attacking Bobby. You know Leo. Uh, yeah, you know Leo. He, <laughs> sometimes he chops wood inside. Maybe this is something we don't know. Maybe this is actually a common practice of Leo Johnson. Maybe he, he doesn't have a inside. saw to do all that renovation work, so he's cutting all the two by fours with an axe. Exactly what's happening. Yeah. yeah. You know how Leo do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. know Leo. Leo things. Yeah. yeah. Hank thinks that he sent Catherine to hide when he approached her. And thinks that she's dead now. But he still has the ledger from the uh, sawmill. Yes. The, 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 the cooked. cooked. Cooked book. Cookbook. Doesn't know what to do with that. Back at Jack's. OEJ. This is weird. Uh, Audrey rolls up on Blackie. M- who is new, new bouncer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, who is this refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Audrey says, God, love her. Mm-hmm. Wait, is, is this a shot where uh, Blackie is being massaged at her feet and shoulders? Yes. By, by two different women? Yes. By some other cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some other cards. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she asserts her authority mm-hmm. over Audrey. No more complaints. Kept waiting for a slap. Yeah, I kind of thought that mm-hmm. too. Didn't happen. Nothing. A lot of the aggression has been dialed back as far as character on character. You don't know typically when Garland Briggs is about to slap Bobby. True. That doesn't happen. So true. Yeah. Blackie doesn't slap Audrey. Or Catherine slapping Ben. Mm -hmm. None of that. Well, Catherine's missing. (laughs) That's true. Are you quite done? (laughs) You're quite finished. Can't slap if you're not there. Yeah. 
So uh, Donna tries to take over Lara's route for Meals on Wheels, calls Norm up, so she'll take that over, I guess, to start her own in investigation. Yeah, yeah or continue yeah, her get on, investigation. Get on yeah, yeah. Basically. Now that she's newly sultry and... Laura. And Laurie. <laughs> yeah, now, now that she's Laura, she wants to take on Laura's route. Yeah. Uh, let's get to more important business here. I'd like to travel back to the Hayward household uh-huh, uh-huh. where we are introduced uh, to, to Gersten. Fairy, fairy princess. <laughs> fairy princess Gersten Hayward. This is the first uh, we've seen of her. Let's set up the scene. Everyone's having, uh, everyone's having a, it looks like almost like a thing. It's a Thanksgiving table, like style dinner yeah, of some kind. Yeah, almost looks like a... Uh, we're dressed... Like, well, like I feel like this is what for things reason. used to be. Yeah. This is what we, they used to do. This time yeah. Leland's wearing a tux. Yeah, for some reason. He's he's really dressed up. Yeah. Everyone looks nice, but he's... He's to the nines. He's <laughs> yeah. to the nines. Um, yeah, they uh, welcome them to the Hayward Supper Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you want to be a member? Not a chance. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a decent spread. I, I would give it a go. Yeah, but more importantly... I do a trial membership. So we've got uh, Leland and Sarah, Donna... Uh, and Maddie. Matt, oh yeah, Donna and Maddie are sitting there. We've got Gersten, and most importantly, the return of Harriet. Of Harriet Hayward. Hayward. We haven't seen her since the pilot. We've been dying to know where she's been. She's been writing poems. She's been out poorly there writing <laughs> poorly poems. Like I feel like that's something you shouldn't share with somebody's parents. Yeah, it. If their daughter just died, it's an odd. Yeah, I it's agree. an odd place to. It's an odd time and place to like. Hey, wrote a poem for your murdered daughter. Well, I think yeah. I think, and, and it like, kind of hits on some notes about her murder. Truthfully, what I what I, I hope think this about doesn't it doesn't upset you. What I think about it though is that's just sort of her personality. What she likes to do is give it to you straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not pulling any punches when she recites this poem. <laughs> this is not the blossoming flower of the evening. This is an all new poem, an all new masterwork. Yes. Yep. Took her one week to write. Yeah. At yep. least. At least. She's been in her room the whole time writing it. <laughs> That's where she's been all week. Also not going to school. Yeah. Nobody goes to school. Let's change let's pick up the mood a little bit. How about we get happy? <laughs> Leland gets happy. Yeah. And uh Sarah hates it. <laughs> hates it. Can't stand it. L- Leland just kind of I guess uh, Sarah Sarah kind of smiles. This At is first. the first time, yeah, we see her smile. And first. Kind of forgetting, yeah. Yeah. remembering how things were. Yeah. And then it gets um, more and more But then Leland has a brain aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like an up. unseen force yeah. just clubs And he starts, like, yeah. speed singing. Speeds it up. And just, like, falls to the ground. Yeah, faints, I guess. But not for long. No. Yeah. No. Because he, he feels happy. <laughs> yeah. Begin the begin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Which, happy. I guess, is a... A Cole Porter song, sure, is the only reference I could really find. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so, all in all, pretty dope party. Yeah. Yeah. There's live music. A new Hayward family member. You got a brand yeah. new Hayward. That's a piano virtuoso. Yeah. yeah. Who wears? She's a fairy. Uh, she's a fairy. She's a fairy princess. Yeah. And it, it's fine. It's it's a lovely moment. Cooper talking to Diane. Got to have sleep. Very important. Audrey's praying, um, and this is where we get the new term "sleazeball badass." <laughs> yep. <laughs> you are no longer badass. 
You're a, a ball of sleaze. Ball. Yep. Um, yeah, so Coop's sleeping. The spotlight comes up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the giant comes back to visit us for the second time in this episode. Mm-hmm. And says, oh, I, for- I meant to tell you this earlier. Yep. I'm sorry. I plum mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and slaps him with some knowledge. Um, what What is it that he it's, says? He says, don't search for all the answers at once. Path is formed by laying one stone at a time. One person saw the third man. Three have seen him, yes, but not his body. One only known to you, ready now to talk. What does it mean? There's a there's a flash. Yeah, there is. Like, yes. So I, he like, I guess throws this orb of light yeah, in the Coop's head. Like, because what does he say? Like you've you've seen him, or you? I don't know. To me, it was like he was throwing a memory back in his right head. Right. Or yes. Something. I thought kind of that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh. I like the line three have seen him yes but not his body so it's like Jesus. this this third man is on my like second and third viewing of this my first go around was like there's a there's a spirit at work here yeah and like that that was always my my thing like ever since the little bookhouse boys interaction with us like there's evil in the woods like and the owls are not what they seem they're watching over some evil force and it's like its effect has been present and we've seen that mm-hmm. but it has form now yeah and that's what people are seeing too so it's just just spooky ooky stuff it's my thing i like it yep that's that's my takeaway saying you know they've seen him i mean well we can we can speak on that we can speak on that more because this is the end we can speak on that right when we get mm-hmm. through this next yeah next bit I don't know who wants to take it. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> Tyler does not want to take it. Let me just say that this, I, I will take, I guess I will take it. Okay. I didn't want to, but I will. Uh, seeing this, and especially rewatching it for the first time in, in a while, I don't, I didn't, well, I didn't remember how this episode ended. Mm-hmm. So even when we're seeing, uh, like the hospital, <laughs> just shaking and even, his head well, even I... with Ronette raising her arms and like yeah. the hospital stuff, I still didn't remember. Like as soon as that one scene, like when it changes and it gets loud, like I mm-hmm. was startled. Like I was like, Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. It is so terrifying. I was like, I forgot about it. <laughs> I was like, I completely forgot about that. Shit my pants, took a bath, <laughs> went to bed. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's Ronette in the hospital, yeah. and uh, the lights start kind of yeah. flickering like, like it was in the morgue that one time. Yeah, uh, she kind of starts thrashing around. She's throwing her arms up. Yep. It's like she's, she's reliving the train car. Yeah, the yeah, night, yeah. The, the night Laura died, and it's like having visions of like the the night of Laura's murder. Was there a vampire? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. It's a good question. Or was that question. supposed to be like Laura, or definitely Laura? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you, but I swear there were some fangs in that mouth. She looks and blood, yeah, frightening, yeah, for sure, very frightening, yeah. And uh, we got a, a shot of Bob just screaming, yep, and just howling. the the thud, yeah, of yeah. I guess the hammer, mm-hmm. just like oh, it was, yeah, yeah. it's a it lot. was unsettling, very unsettling, yeah. Head, definitely, definitely, hair standing up. Yeah, and that freeze and frame at the end of him just yeah. Ugh. Ugh. yeah. I, I've seen that online so many times. Just yeah. that shot of his face. Yeah. Just 
Um, what I was going to say, so like with what the giant was saying in that scene before, that you know three have seen him. Uh, I took this as to mean Bob. Yeah, we know that Sarah's seen him in a vision. So this is you know she's had that vision of him at the foot of Lara's bed. She's had. That's what I took that as. Two visions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so they've seen him, but not his body. So you mm-hmm. see that they've seen the vision, but they've not seen Bob in the flesh, like right. in person. So interesting. You didn't. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a chance. <clears throat> That's what I took from it. That's. It adds up. It does. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The first episode yeah. of season two. Yeah, and then we get this. Amazing credits scene. Yeah. Yeah, it is really Like, great. give that to me every episode. <laughs> right? Rather than Lars Bender. Yeah. I love yeah. when they switch it up. They've only done it a few times. They did it with the Red Room with the little yeah. man dancing. And yeah. there's been a few, a few, I think. But, yeah, that, this one was great. I usually do this more at the beginning, but we didn't this time. Uh, this episode was directed by David Lynch. Written and uh, – or it was written by David Lynch and Mark Frost. Uh, Mark Frost actually makes a cameo in this episode. Uh, he's the news reporter on the TV at the hospital. Yep. That's Mark Frost. Cool. Uh, there's Cyril a Pons. Cyril Pons. Yep. I didn't put, uh, I didn't find like the direct source for this, but I've seen it come up so many times in like reviews that I've read of this episode uh, or any sort of trivia. I know it's on the fandom page, but apparently Steven Spielberg wanted to direct this episode. Fun fact. It, fell through and Lynch ended up doing it. But Steven Spielberg wanted to direct this specific episode, I guess, because with the Twin Peaks mania happening, he, I'm going to guess, assuming that's true, that he was a fan and wanted to direct it. Um, it's too bad. I, I would have loved to have seen a Spielberg. I don't think it would have been anything like this episode. would have been nothing like yeah, this. Yeah, wouldn't have gotten, wouldn't have gotten the waiter stuff. Wouldn't have gotten mm-hmm. a lot of, we probably wouldn't have gotten major Garland Briggs's amazing speech. Um, so there's a lot that probably wouldn't have happened, but I still would have loved to have seen a Steven, Steven Spielberg directed episode of Twin Peaks. So, fun yeah, fact for you there. But may the Giant Be With You is the name of this. Obviously, you could look at that as being a play on May the Force Be With You. Uh, yes. Dwayne Dunham edited Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So there's that Star Wars connection. Interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Also, uh, episode's called Coma. Carol Strickland, who plays sure it's not the, the giant, uh, he appeared in the uh, 1985. I don't know if this is a movie or like a TV uh, special, but Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. He's mm-hmm. in that. I believe that was a standalone film. It was a standalone film? Yes. Was it in theaters? Animated, straight to video. It was animated. Okay. Yeah. Well, he straight did a voice. To VHS. So he did a voice in that. Yeah, the on IMDb here it says that he appeared in it, so that made me think that it was live action. <laughs> so, just it the way it's been. worded, his voice um, appeared. Yeah, but it seems like that's a that's a reference to "May the Force Be With You" from Star Wars, uh, since there are a couple of connections in the show there, and I like it. "May the Giant Be With You." Neat, I do like that. Um, but yeah, I love I I love this episode. It's uh, it's longer, so that's that's it's it's a nice throwback to the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's. I think I said this to you. I texted you this I, I, when I rewatched it the first time recently. I said this episode is bonkers. <laughs> yeah, it is bonkers. It is absolutely I was like, bonkers. <laughs> just this entire season. Well, gets sure, but off the wall. but this just this episode. I mean, like it's funny too how many characters have changed from 
just season one, given that this is just the next day, you know, with like Donna, Maddie breaking her glasses, Leland's hair. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, and th- it's a very, it is a very common thing for people to change. Look at any like show f- moving from season one to two with things changing. Like mm-hmm. The Office is a great example. Like Michael's hair slicked back. No, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, <laughs> Parks and Rec. I'm trying to think of anything where just there's been like massive. Yeah. yeah uh, well, season twos of series tend to start to come into their own. Yeah. So everything right. starts to be where it's supposed to be right. after yeah. they've yeah. felt everything out. Um, yeah. Like we knew we wanted Harriet back. <laughs> We did. <laughs> we did. So we obviously have her back now. I, uh, yeah. I was like, you can keep her. <laughs> I'd rather have Mike. Yeah, where's Mike? That's a great question. Guy has just been left. Could you imagine being him? Like, uh, apologies, I don't know the actor's name, but being him and uh, you know, don't like apologize. being in being in three epi- being in three the first three episodes or so. Well, I'm guessing you know, and yeah. then dropping off the face of the earth, face of yeah. Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely. Maybe he broke through the time vortex. Again. Maybe he broke his leg. I bet Major Briggs knows. Oh yeah, he knows everything. He definitely knows. He for sure yeah. knows. Uh, he's got his finger on the pulse of Twin Peaks. Well, Tyler, here we are in season two. Yep. How you feeling? Is it your favorite episode of season two so far? <laughs> it might be. I can't say for sure. So far, maybe. Uh, we're gonna introduce a new segment here. We're gonna do it. Uh, Hopefully from here on out, we'll see. Um, uh, it's a new segment. It's called Damn Fine Line of the Night. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is, excuse me, a damn fine. Oh, damn, this line is good. We're going to go around and say our favorite quote uh, from this episode. Uh, We're going to start with Dave. Cooper is in the hospital with Jacoby. Yep. And this is just so offhanded and quick and i love it so much but he's asking him about the night that he was attacked there was a smell yeah there was a peculiar smell it's usual in case of strangulation for the victim to void his bowels (laughs) (laughs) that's a great one i knew you were gonna say that it's amazing it's awesome tyler uh mine mine's easy um Again, Coop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Albert doing the rundown of the case so far. Coop ending with Waldo the bird is dead. <laughs> Just to confirm. Yeah. Let's have another moment for Waldo. Yes. Yep. Tyler's second favorite character. Appropriate. Yeah, it's true. Uh, my favorite quote, uh, it's a pretty long one. Uh, this was a vision. Fresh and clear as a mountain stream. The mind revealing itself to itself. In my vision, I was on the veranda of a a vast estate, a palazzo of some fantastic proportion. There seemed to emanate from it a light from within this gleaming, radiant marble. I had known this place. I, I had, in fact, been born and raised there. This was my first return. Reunion with the deepest wellsprings of my being. So profound. So profound. Thank you, Major Garland Thank you, Briggs. Major Garland Briggs. That was our damn fine lines of the night. Damn fine. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce a brand new segment called Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. 
can. James! All right, so in this segment, we rate the episode based on five foreheads. So these are James Hurley's forehead, most specifically his forehead from the pilot episode when he's in the classroom. You will see the graphic of what we rate each episode weekly on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram. Tyler, what do you rate this episode, May the Giant Be With You, uh, out of five James Hurley foreheads? I'm going to give it I'm going to give it four. Just four. Four heads. Four heads. Four out of five. Four out of five foreheads. Yeah. I don't need to back it up. Dave, how about you? I'm going to give May the Giant Be With You 4.5 foreheads. Whoa, that graphic's hard Whoa. to make. Just four. That's going to be four foreheads and then a half of a forehead. I like that. Uh, I'm going to give this episode, and mainly based on Major Garland Briggs' speech to his son Bobby alone, this is five, Just five. out of five foreheads. That's heads. a perfect scorehead. Ding, 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 ding. We have our first forehead. five head of the season. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> so join us next time on Talking Backwards when we cover episode two of season two titled Coma. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Backward. You can email us at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram with the tag at Talking Backwards Pod. And Tyler's going to plug that anchor quick. Oh! Mary's notes, 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 and little lambsy divey, killy divey too, wouldn't you? The words sound queer and funny to your ear. A little, little jumble and jivey. Mersey and dozy dotes and little lambs divey. Anchor.fm slash talking backwards. Good job, everybody. Kirsten. Want a new pair of shoes, Donna? <laughs> Need a new pair you want to take the three-arm tumble? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I didn't even have that one written down.